chaptering, and other structural elements for this podcast are powered by Snackable AI. With the ability to unify all content in one place, have AI distill the best insights instantaneously, and share them seamlessly, businesses on Snackable create more relevant value for their audiences faster than ever before. Learn more at snackable.ai. You're listening to the AW360 podcast from Advertising Week. This week, I speak with John Donahue of Up and to the Right, a programmatic consultancy providing biddable media expertise across all forms of auction-based media. John and I discuss how Up and to the Right helps brands and agency partners better understand the untapped value of programmatic media and how brands can structure their in-house resources to best take advantage of it. I hope you enjoy this episode. John Donahue, welcome to the AW360 Podcast. Glad to have you on today. Thanks so much. It's my pleasure to be here, and thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. Now, you're CEO of Up and to the Right. I have two questions, the first of which is, why Up and to the Right? Uh, As a name, it, it connotes sales growth. So, you know, there's a story that I'll tell down to a little bit of my history uh, Paige Thompson used to run Omnicom Media Group North America. And, you know, he always wanted to show clients how we're going to drive sales. Um, and his his language was always up and to the right, which is common sales nomenclature. It was to the point where if he put pens down on a pad, the bottom of the pen had to be in the bottom left-hand corner and the top of the pen had to point to the top right corner because the pens needed to point to up and to the right in order to connote the fact that by working with us as an agency, your sales are gonna go up. To me, this is was just one of those critical memories that I had of how do you say you're gonna help people drive better results is you know, use things that communicate up and to the right. So I went for the most literal possible way to communicate that. I just said the words. Yeah, it's bold, I love it. I absolutely love it. And if you could tell us a little bit more about what you guys do at Up and to the Right. Yeah, sure. You know, we operate a biddable media consultancy that works to help marketers drive greater effectiveness and efficiency out of their distribution plans. You know, between what marketers on average are are likely investing somewhere between 50 and 70% of their media through biddable channels. This includes Meta, Programmatic, uh, Google, uh, Pinterest, Twitter, Snap, TikTok, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, It goes on and on. Um, and that channel offers a number of features, those channels rather, and platforms offer a number of features that allow you to calibrate the cost and quality of media such that you could use it to literally drive the PL. So if I could understand the relationship between what's driving top line sales and how do I deal with costing from a productivity perspective, and I could connect that data into what are the proxy measures from a media perspective, I could leverage biddable media to drive results for the business in a very predictable and scalable way by focusing on the settings, the operations, the way I buy and all that. So we help advertisers do that. Um, And we work to support that directly with advertisers and through some of our consulting partners uh, like MediaSense, IDComs and the like. Now you're known in circles as the auction ninja, which may be my favorite thing of the day. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit more about how you got to be the auction ninja as opposed to, I don't know, the, the auction guru. 
I'm more of a ninja guy than a guru guy. So, you know, I, I'm fascinated by this. It's definitely not anything bound to my physique, mobility, <laughs> or, or ninja skills. Um, I'm a very operationally driven guy. I am a very practical driven guy. I always explain myself as being one of the most blue collar, white collar guys you're ever going to meet because, you know, I'm a big believer in getting your hands dirty in the work and a big believer in look for the simple solve, just make it a tiny bit better today than you did it the last day. And kind of the progression that you go through within any blue collar discipline, right? Of constantly looking to hone the craft um, and make it better. Uh, that is the approach to auctions that we sort of take and, and the, the manipulation of those auctions in driving results. Additionally, I'm a computational math major and had a specific obsessive focus on uh, on algorithms relative to their design, their their ordinance, their complexity, et cetera. And uh, am very, very versed in supply and demand economics. So the ability to combine together that short-term accrual focus and operational focus of what do you need to do to make it 1% better today in conjunction with the ability to predict you know, supply and demand curves, um, understand the granularity by which they're operating in, deeply understanding the RTB protocol or the mechanics of something like the Facebook auction or meta auction, et cetera, I guess has earned me that label. So kind of the combination of hard, you know, sort of um, very geeky scientist relative to the math, in addition to very blue collar approach to let's just, you know, the easiest way to move the dirt is dig the dirt, right? You just got to move the dirt. Well put. Um, you know, one of the things we've we've seen in the industry over the past several years is the distinct rise of auction-based advertising. Why do you think that is? You know, a lot of people, you know, talk about this and, and they try to overcomplicate it. Think about something like Facebook media. It's a $3 CPM with 20% viewability. You know, the FEP market right now is $25 to $30 CPMs with, you know, 99% viewability. The multiple of 30 over three is far higher than the multiple of 99 over 20, right? So I got a 5X improvement in quality at a 10X cost to me. And we wonder why things like Facebook, Meta rather, gain massive traction. It's because they're price right for the quality they deliver. Programmatic and other biddable channels have dialed into that specifically, like the Pinterest pricing versus quality has done really well. Twitter needs a bit of work there, but they've done fairly well from that. Um, and uh, programmatic has worked to supply an ability to drive greater effectiveness and sort of true direct response to digital without using sort of hacky techniques of last click attribution in addition to like reach bombing through like, you know, um, uh, Yahoo text ad or something of the sort um, to, to allow for the ability to drive effectiveness. So if I offered you media that said, there's one type of media you could buy <clears throat> where you make a bet, once you make your bet, you're locked and you have no ability to control it whatsoever. Or you make a bet today, you could change it in two hours if you feel like it. You could wait a day, really up to you. And you have the ability to co control reach, frequency, price, creative, audience cohort, and everything else you could possibly imagine. 
when I thought about the cardinality of the level of how much you can optimize a digital channel, like say I just do it based on, I have five brands with five partners each, and I'm going to just do my optimizations bound to US zip codes. So I could shape the reach that I'm getting across my partners. That gives me a million different optimizations I could possibly do. And that's even before we start to uh, make them multidimensional, meaning that like, if I see zip code one on this partner, in addition to whatever, whatever, do X, Y, Z. So, you know, I prefer options that give me a million different ways to make myself better every day. Um, and I think that has driven greater adoption broadly of the channels. You know, one of the uh, sayings that everybody globally is so fond of in recent years is with great power comes great responsibility. One of my favorite takes on that is with great growth comes great innovation. What sort of approach do you, you use both now and I think particularly down the road at up into the right to kind of innovate as time goes on and sort of meet the challenges as they come? You know, it's constantly viewing things from a, a multifaceted perspective. So, so one is viewing things from a supply chain perspective, which is analyze the supply chain and look at your optionality and what you could do to, if I treat media no differently than a factory in driving results for a brand, what can I do within the supply chain of the factory, uh, the assembly line of the factory, da, 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 to effectuate change, right? And, and do so in a way. So you're constantly working to yield it and you're constantly you know, putting that lens to it. Secondarily, the market has a very interesting adoption curve, which is people generally go after things very aggressively and do so in a way where they have to do it because other people are doing it sort of situational. A great example of that is the current CTV market right now. Um, which is everyone investing and investing belligerently. Let me not mince words. Um, that belligerence is causing fraud. That belligerence is causing extreme high pricing. That belligerence is causing an unequivocated uh, shift of power back into the media companies and away from the buyers, which is an interesting trend to look at. And within each one of those things, taking the contrarian view to say, how do I... <clears throat> slightly disagree with the market in a way that allows me to create something that's greenfield that that isn't quite addressed quite yet um, drives tremendous innovation. You know, one of the things that everyone's talking about is like the Google Chrome cookie apocalypse. And, you know, for years we've been capitalizing on that relative to iPhone because Safari doesn't allow cookies, which makes the media 50% of the cost of, media that is cookieable. Yet if you're most packaged goods brand or Alcbeth brands or QSR brands, all of those people also have a mouth. So what do I care that they don't have a cookie? So constantly taking the contrarian view or having a contrarian eye to the marketplace and understanding we work in a herd-based marketplace where people herd towards very specific solutions whether or not those solutions are the best solutions or how they're buying them are the best solutions always allows you to maintain an edge on the market. The last thing I would say is really leaning in hard to what your brands are trying to achieve and looking to demystify the tech stack that often occurs within Biddable to determine that 
it is often the smartest marketer that wins when they're powered by the best tools. So stop looking at things from the perspective of how do I do the latest, greatest thing from a tool perspective and really start to think about how do I create an inordinate competitive advantage by doing something differently as a brand and going for something that my competitors are not because I am powered by technology and I have that fuel in the tank. I think the combination of those things constantly drives um, drives innovation for the people that we work with. So you're working in, in all forms of auction-based media from programmatic to search to e-commerce to social. Correct. How much or how little are you looking forward to sort of the next paradigm of where advertising lives, the metaverse? Uh, you know, opportunistic, you know, any platform where that gains user adoption, I instantly want access to it, right? So I could work to drive into the user adoption. I think what makes metaverse so interesting, you know, outside of the idea of contemplating a world where we choose sitting with a headset thing on our head to interact with other humans, as opposed to just taking it off and looking at another human and the irony within that is the the ad placements that are going to come of that the sponsorships that are going to come on that as equity begins to build in the places spaces and people that exist within the metaverse so you know i'm very interested to see how do you go from just a platform more so than just like how do you advertise on the platform and giving the ability to insert a display ad somewhere so i could appear on a billboard that's one thing but like what's the role of an ad week for the marketing community in the metaverse. What role do you guys play, right? How, how do you get distribution? How are voices of influence established? And all of those things are truly what interests me about how that world is gonna come together because ultimately those are the things that I'll study from a quality perspective to turn it into a metric that I can understand so I could ascertain how much effectiveness these individual placements, voices, places, et cetera, I can predict are going to drive. And that's the thing that interests me the most, how this is really going to come together from uh, the ability to drive effective marketing. The efficiency stuff we'll figure out. You know, it's going to run through auctions. Any auction we'll figure out. It's just math, man. Yeah. I, a friend of mine the other day uh, brought up the uh, just something I hadn't thought of before as just a, an example of, of how things might work. He said, you know, if you were sitting in a room visiting your mother and the metaverse identified that you were talking to your mother and immediately let you know that, you know, hey, Mother's Day is in close proximity. You know, you should probably think about, you know, buying a gift here shop now while you're actually sitting there talking to your mother. And I thought, you know, the, the bidding wars for that opportunity are going to be absolutely fascinating to watch. Sure. You know, I do think there's, but, you know, from a data perspective on intent to the ad product on these like dynamic shoppable experiences, everything is going to be greenfield. Like everything is going to come out and be new and fresh and unprecedented and creating, you know, additional greenfield opportunities. So anytime there's a large scale consumer adoption and there's greenfield opportunity for marketers, winner, winner, chicken dinner, you just have to figure out how to crack the nuts smarter than your competitor. Excellent. Well, shifting gears just a little bit, what is the best way in your mind for agencies, brands, et cetera, to work with up and to the right? Do you prefer direct connection? Do you prefer to be sort of a... Either or, we work through agency partners, consultancies, or brands direct. You know, Biddable is a very complex channel. 
So often the role we play is being the bridge between the brand and the agency partner in what is success from a biddable perspective and how do we define success so we make sure that smart people can do smart things and succeed in the process. Um, so, you know, us engaging directly with an agency that focuses on all channels, their world is super complex and they have hyperly talented people on a channel by channel basis that are working about scaling that capability across the depth of clients that exist there. Where we really strive is defining the literal things that connect to the individual brand and then finding the evergreen opportunities or finding the, um, whether greenfield opportunities that exist from a costing, targeting, ad product perspective within those biddable channels and within those biddable interfaces. So, you know, us doing that in partnership with an agency, we're always delighted to do. Us to bring hard-nosed biddable expertise to media consultancy, we're always delighted to do. And of course, we're always delighted to work with Brands Direct and helping them demystify something that's often confusing to them, but exists as an untapped potential for them to accrue savings and results like they never have before. And I think once agencies realize that dialogue can change with the marketers on, it's not about putting up a Facebook ad, but it's about driving the P&L through that platform. And marketers realize that they can manage their agency in that fashion of how does this platform work to drive my P&L and what can we do to drive more in it? I think that is where we become content in the dynamics of the agency and client relationship and kind of stand down a little bit. So our job, we, we generally see as one part execution and the other part from helping people define what is success within execution and the other part educator. And once we have happy, you know, educated, very, very clear um, uh, ways of communicating around often really technical and difficult channels. We're very, very content because we know the agency and the brand are set up for success. So we often view ourselves as sort of uh, an expertise system that a brand can bring in-house, not from an in-house media perspective, but an expertise perspective in helping their partners define what success is, right? And, and how they could drive greater success. Ultimately, everybody that got hired got hired because somebody believed they could win. And our job is to help them put everything up into the right. Excellent. Well, John, it's been wonderful talking to you today. Where can people find out more about both you and up into the right? Uh, you could always reach out. Uh, our email address is right on the side, upintotheright.co is our website address. Um, feel free to reach out. We love even just talking to people and and talking to smart people who want to do smart things. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show today. It's been, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Pleasure as well. And thank you to the audience. Thank you for listening. For more content like this, or to find out about Advertising Week's world-leading events for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, visit www.advertisingweek.com or follow us on your favorite social media channels. 